This is Women's Australian Rules Football on RSN 927's digital channel Carnival. I'm Peter Holden and welcome to Women's Australian Rules Football on RSN 927's digital radio channel in Melbourne, Carnival, via the rsn.net.au website and the RSN Racing and Sport app. This program is also available as a podcast via the iHeartRadio app, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Now, this is our second last episode for the year. On this particular episode, we're going to be taking a look back at the 2019 AFL Women's Draft that was held on Tuesday the 22nd of October at the showgrounds in Melbourne, Australia. And I say it like that because I'm not coming to you from Australia this week. I'm actually in Denver, Colorado in the United States of America. I was here for the US AFL Nationals. Now I have some interviews from the Nationals as well as an exclusive chat with Aaron Phillips of the Adelaide Crows that will be coming up in next week's program, which will be the final program of the year on Wednesday, the 30th of October. Join us then. But as I said, this week we're going to have a look at the draft because it's just occurred and we're going to go through club by club who they picked up in that club's order. Some clubs will be going through quickly because we have limited audio. Others will be going through in detail. So we're going to start in a moment's time with the 2019 Premiers, the Adelaide Crows. The Adelaide Crows came into the AFLW draft as reigning premiers and also with some injury concerns. Rhiannon Metcalf is still coming back from injury. Will Chloe Shear and Erin Phillips make it back in time? Both doing their ACLs in the AFLW Grand Final at Adelaide Oval in late March. Time is ticking on them. So there's bodies down. There's quality of players down. They had to be very careful in their selections, the Crows, despite having exclusive access to the South Australian pool. That is, any player that not nominates for the South Australian State Pool. The Crows can get to pick them in any order that they want. Now, their first pick coming overall in the national draft was at pick number 14, and they took a young ruck out of South Adelaide, Montana McKinnon. At pick number 37 for the Adelaide Crows was Najwa Allen from the Norwood Football Club. Here's the 2019 Sandville W. Best and Ferris talking about her move from the ACT to South Australia in an effort to be picked up by the Crows. I moved here because I love footy and I just wanted the chance to like challenge myself at a higher level with Sandful. And then this has all come about, so it's just like a kind of like a pinch yourself moment, like it's finally real. I'm not sure I would have been looked at as much in Canberra. I think you get, you get looked at more here and also the, the level's a little bit higher, so you get to showcase your skills more here. The Crows' third pick, number 46 overall in the national draft, was Nicole Campbell out of South Adelaide. At 53 was Jamie Tabb out of Woodville West Torrance, described as an inside midfielder. At pick 68, the Crows took Caitlin Gould from Glenelg. And at pick 83, a surprise, a player that retired from playing AFLW with the GWS Giants about six or seven months ago, but made a comeback at the request of the Adelaide Crows coach, Doc Clark, that being Courtney Gum, officially selected out of the South Adelaide Football Club. We, of course, had an interview with Courtney earlier in the year when we were looking back on her then-retirement, and we asked how she felt she performed in season 2019 compared to season 2018. I feel like I still contribute um, in terms of um, in our midfield structures, contributing to... Um, you know, it working as a unit. Um, you know, and we had a different midfield. We had obviously Beck Beeson and um, Elise Parker, who are ball magnets, and um, it was great to see them get in and under and do so well. So, um, yeah, and I found it, um, 
you know, I found the 2019 season was quite difficult um, with some juggling that we had to do. Chrissy and Buzz were in Sydney for that season and um, it was a real test to juggle all of our commitments, including work commitments. At pick number 100 in the AFL draft, the Crows selected a medium-sized defender from West Adelaide, Madison Newman. Madison told the press after the draft what she brings to the Crows program. Um, I've been thrown around a bit this year. I've played some wing um, with the Allies team and then half-back for Westies this year. Um, so, yeah, anywhere that they want to put me, I can play some half-back or forward or on the wing. So, just wherever they need me, really. And the Crows' final selection at pick number 122 was Chelsea Biddle, also out of West Adelaide. We're looking at the 2019 AFL Women's Draft Club by Club. We now go to our second club, the Brisbane Lions, who were the 2017 and 2018 AFLW Grand Finalists. Prior to this year, they had exclusive access to the Queensland pool. So any player that nominated for the state of Queensland, the Lions had... Uh, their pick from first through to last. They could pick whatever player they wanted in any particular order. That changed this year with the introduction of the Gold Coast Suns. Now, during a period where the Suns were allowed to sign or poach a number of players from the Lions, they've lost a, a fair bit of talent. But the Lions did get compensated along the way with some earlier draft picks, which means they get to have a pick of the best under-18 talent coming out of the recent national championships. And they did that by beginning with the third pick overall in the national draft, picking up Lily Postlethwaite, a midfielder from Maroochydore. Here's Peter Williams from Draft Central just a, a couple of weeks ago talking about Lily Postlethwaite. She's a player who just does a lot, and she's... She's so hard on herself. She's a player that is never satisfied, and and that's what she sort of says. I'm never satisfied with the way that I play. I'm never quite um, convinced that I'm you know as as good as um, I can be. So I'm always pushing myself. And she's a captain there, a leader. She's not overly tall, but she just she wins the ball and she's hard at it. Can play anywhere. Loves that midfield role. Just relishes and and really enjoys every time she goes out and plays footy. Now Lily's Maruchidor teammate Isabel Dawes, a midfielder forward, was picked up up at pick number 15 by the Brisbane Lions. In fact, in the national draft, they had picks 15, 16, 17. So as part of their picks in a row, they then picked up Catherine Spark from the Wilston Grange Gorillas, a uh, medium-sized defender. At pick 17, they picked up a ruck from Cooperoo in Hannah Hillman. At pick number 20, they got Lucy Ballinger, a tall utility out of Glenelg. So they managed to get someone from South Australia to come up to the Sunshine State. At pick number 28, they picked up another ruck, this time out of Cooperu, Talia Hickey. At pick number 45, they managed to pick up from Coolangatta Tweed, Selena Priest. And we're joined on the line now by one of our match analysts for the VFLW season. And of course, will be Coolangatta Tweed's head coach in the 2020 QAFLW season, Nicole Graves. Gravesy, thanks for joining us on the line. First of all, what can you tell us about Selena Priest? And I think she spent some time back at the Lions in season one, um, which I kind of forgot about when we were talking about that and uh, Selena actually took out Cool and Gatter's um, best and fairest on Saturday up here uh, so yeah Selena's just a, a, again a ripper uh, when I talk mature age but we always talking someone in their 20s so mature age for I guess AFLW but not necessarily in life and but she's a fantastic leader and, and you know again sharing some text back and forth today she's um, you know I'm so pleased for her and she's just really turned her footy around 
um, you know, particularly this season with Cool and Gatter and, and certainly in the Lions Academy and obviously been training with them. So there was it was probably a bit of a given, but so pleased for her. And I think she's going to be an absolute ripper, particularly across that half-back line. She's really made that her own um, in the QAFLW season. So really looking forward to seeing her. And I think she sort of probably not necessarily fills the gap of, you know, I guess, Virgo and, and Kasla because they're all quite different players, but certainly helps support that, you know, I guess um, some of those defenders and she'll be great with um, Kate Luckins down there for the Brisbane Lions. Thanks again, Gravesy, and we'll be chatting with you a little bit later on in the program. Uh, the Brisbane Lions rounded out by their final two picks coming out of the University of Queensland at pick number 60. They picked up Dakota Davidson and at pick number 75, Maria Maloney. We're going through the AFL Women's Draft Club by club. We now turn our attention to the Carlton Football Club. They had pick number two overall in the national draft. And after Gabby Newton went to the Western Bulldogs, they swooped on Geelong Falcons best and fairest Lucy McAvoy. She's a tall utility. And we actually spoke with uh, Matthew Cox, one of our callers here at Women's Australian Rules Football and RSN Carnival, uh, several months ago after he'd just come back from the AFL W Under-18 National Championships and he explained what he saw of the best player then for Vic Country, Lucy McAvoy. She was really consistent and a solid performer for Vic Country. She she actually, I think, got them into the game yesterday uh, against Western Australia. The Vic Country side had a very slow start. WA dominated the opening half and it was McAvoy towards the end of the second term that was starting to work into the game starting to create a presence around the footy and then coming out of half-time, Big Country got on top and, and were able to, to get over the line in a thrilling finish in that match. But she's really, she's a hard-nosed midfielder that can do both inside and outside work. Um, she can kick goals. She can play defensively. She's, she's got all the attributes of being a really consistent player. And it's just exciting to watch because, as I said, she can do it all. That was Coxie back then. Now for instant reaction from Peter Williams from draftcentral.com.au. You were there at the draft. What's your thoughts on Lucy McAvoy going at number two? In terms of her ability, like she's always been a star. She's a three-time junior All-Australian. She's been that since 16. And, um, you know, that she can play anywhere. She'll play inside, play outside, play forward or back. Um, it really helps out because she does play that Brie Davy role in the sense that she can help out wherever you need. And um, look, she's a great, a great choice. And I think for what Carlton probably needs, it was a really good one for, for them to pick up. And, and certainly would have been hard to pick between her and Petruchios, who before McAvoy made her choice, no doubt they probably would have been expecting uh, potentially Petruchios. But um, now, you know, they've picked up. Uh, you know, McAvoy, and she'll certainly be a, a, a year one, sort of round one addition, no doubt. Now, the next pick for Carlton was already prearranged. Uh, that was due to an academy signing. So their pick 13 was Grace Egan, taken out of the Richmond VFLW program, a tall defender. They end up picking up another defender at pick 26, being Brooke Vernon out of Dandenong. Pick number 36, they went with Shani Whiting from Weemstown. And here's us chatting with Amy Catterall earlier in the year about Shani Whiting. She has got the biggest kick you've ever seen, left and right foot. And, and she's generally very, very accurate um, from a set shot. So, you know, I'd be very surprised too if a number of our players went looked at for, for the draft coming up. But, um, 
yeah, Shani's definitely, she's very young. Uh, she still has a, a lot more to improve on, which is scary because she is. She's actually quite good. At pick 44, the Carlton Football Club selected Serena Gibbs out of the Eastern Rangers and Hawthorne VFLW. She is a rack and forward. And speaking about her, here's former Hawthorne coach, now assistant coach for St Kilda in the AFLW, Patrick Hill. She's such a tough matchup. She's, um, you know, she's as tall as any of those girls, but she runs as quick as any of our smalls, and she's really agile. I think she's up to maybe now 12 games of football ever, and, and when you watch her, you, you, you couldn't believe that. She just has a natural flair for the game. She marks really strongly, and, and importantly, she I saw a kick one against Melbourne Uni. She kicked it from about 40 to 45 out and did it on the bit. Like yeah. she, had, she just lent into it, and it sailed through goalpost height so she can really kick a footy and, and I think in women's footy anyone that can actually roost the ball distance is going to be really really valuable going forward with their second last pick, pick 52 overall in the national draft, the Blues went with Vamua Lalofi, who is a defender out of the Western Bulldogs VFLW program. Here is the Bulldogs VFLW coach Sean Kavanagh talking about Lalofi earlier in the year. Yes, Mua, Mua is been a ripper. She's come back from uh, an ACL injury. So she had, um, you know, 12 months out of the game and has just been brilliant through her, um, her rehab. She started the year late, but it's just found her feet down back. And she was dynamic against um, the Thunder down in Ballarat. And with their final pick in the 2019 AFL Women's Draft, at pick number 59, the Blues took Courtney Jones from the Southern Saints VFLW program. This is Women's Australian Rules Football on RSN Carnival Digital Radio as we continue our look at the 2019 AFL Women's Draft club by club. We now come to the Collingwood Football Club who came into the draft late at pick number 67. Now, this was due to them picking up during the off-season in the trade period the Carlton captain in Brianna Davey, who is now, of course, wearing the black and white stripes. Um, they had to give up a lot for Bree, including four of their early draft picks. So they had to wait all the way back to pick number 67. They knew they were going to miss the best under-18s, so they had to be very careful in their selections. They started off by going with Kayla Bent-Valzen off the Casey Demons VFLW program, a tall defender. Then at pick number 74, their second pick, they went with Jordan Membry, a former Collingwood-listed player, had been playing at Hawthorne on their VFLW list, a midfielder. Then at pick number 82, they were surprised she was still there. She actually played in the Collingwood VFLW Premiership against the Western Bulldogs a month ago out of the Oakley Chargers. Alana Porter, a midfielder defender. And uh, earlier in the year, we actually spoke with the Collingwood development manager, Lachlan Harris, about what Alana brought to the game. I'm really excited about her. Um, So she'll run through the midfield rotation with us today. Um, She is just one of these people that just beams happiness and beams radiance. And she's just got this ability to go hunt the footy, tackle, um, and yeah, just always happy. And I know she's going to give us a contest. With pick number 89, the Collingwood Football Club selected Ebony O'Day from the GWS Giants. And then at pick number 94, their final pick of the draft, Collingwood went with an NT Thunder footballer. She played two VFLW seasons. A key forward, Michaelia Roberts, who's going to be relocating from the NT down to Victoria. After the draft, the new Collingwood AFLW coach in Steve Simons caught up with the Collingwood website to go through each and every player. 
Yeah, look, we've um, obviously been able to welcome Jordan Membry back again. So um, obviously she had an impact at the club uh, previously and we've been able to secure her again. So really pleased with that. She gives us great flexibility with different roles that she can play. Um, we've been able to secure Carla Belzen, who's a, a key defender, um, who could also play at both ends of the field. Um, so we think that uh, she'll fit back into nice into our back line, give us some support back there really well. Um, we've got Ebony O'Day, who um, we've uh, picked up from GWS, who I, I coached previously at Nord, so um, Ebony um, is a real hard nut, she goes very hard at the ball and uh, um, commits everything to it, so she can play through the midfield and also down back as well, so uh, she's going to be a really good fit for our group. Um, we've been fortunate to pick up Alana Porter, who come through Oakley and played with our VFL team and uh, through our VFL uh, Grand Final, so I was really pleased for her to uh, uh, be able to offer her position and, and get her, so again, uh, Alana's one who can come through our midfield group and can play down back a little bit as well, um, brings great leg speed but also she's a really high competitive girl as well so really pleased with her and then finally we've got um, Mickey Roberts who we've been able to pick up from the NT. Uh, Mickey is an uh, Indigenous girl who um, has got a couple of children, um, is making the, the move to come down south and uh, she's um, got fantastic leg speed, a real high pressure forward uh, in the mould of the Surioli and I'm pretty confident she'll light up the, uh, the competition and be a real uh, fan favourite as well so we're really pleased with the five we've got. We are the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation, striving to empower our most marginalised communities through literacy and education. Literacy is having a voice. Literacy is opportunity. Literacy is dreaming big. Literacy is freedom. Today, you can help end inequality and give every child access to our life-changing and proven literacy programs. Your support is vital. Donate now at alnf.org. There's jumpers, hoodies and tees for you at leaguetees.com.au Leaguetees.com.au is your place for retro footy gear with designs created by local artists that you won't find anywhere else. Plus their unique range of women's footy tees help raise funds for Indigenous literacy programs. Get online and start shopping today. Leaguetees.com.au you're listening to Women's Australian Rules Football on RSN 927's digital radio channel Carnival. We're taking a look back at the 2019 AFL Women's Draft. We're now with the Fremantle Football Club and they had the first pick out of the WA sides in the National Draft at pick number 12 overall. And I should mention, like I did earlier with the Brisbane Lions, this was the first time Fremantle entered a competitive draft. In the three previous drafts, because the West Coast Eagles didn't exist, any player that nominated for the state of WA Fremantle had exclusive access to and they could pick any player in any particular order. Now a competitive competition with the West Coast Eagles had taken some of their players. They had first cab off the rank to best get the best under 18 talent but from there on then it was back and forward back and forward to whatever the best footballers you could get that were remaining out of the under 18s and senior listed talent. There was no question that the best 18 year old out of WA was Roxanne Rue otherwise known as Roxy Rue out of East Fremantle, a forward and a ruck. She of course played in East Fremantle's WAFLW Premiership. Her coach was Nikki Harwood, and we spoke to Nikki about a month ago about Roxy Rue. Yeah, she's got that X factor, Roxy. She's, um, I think she's 17. I'm not sure if she's hit 18 yet, but um, but she is, is just a, a great talent. She's such a good size for her age, and she can jump like nobody else that I've seen. So she um, she was amazing. Uh, throughout the season, I've put the reins on her a little bit for the second half of uh, our season because 
he tries to, to go up the ground a lot and, and try and do it all. And for us, she's more valuable in front of goals. So um, put the reins on her. And then when it came to semi-final and grand final, I just took the reins off and said, go for it. And she brought out her two best performances as well. Fremantle's second pick in the draft was pick number 21. And they went with another ruck out of the Swan Districts Football Club, Mim Strom, at pick number 35 out of the East Fremantle Football Club. And McMahon ended up going to Fremantle. At pick number 51, the Dockers picked Emma O'Driscoll, a key defender out of Swan Districts. Gracie, what can you tell us about Emma? Driscoll, just a ripper kid. And I imagine, you know, it would be... I, I hate to say it, Pete, but the beers will probably be flowing at uh, the Driscoll, the Driscoll place. Her, her family are all country folk, and and follow her and her brother, who's sort of in the state 18s, halfway over in WA. You know, they've been travelling around, following them around Australia for the last couple of years. You know, Driscoll's only her second year of of Australian of AFL footy uh, with Swans, and just that really good. Um, halfback, you know, tall key position halfback player. So she'll find herself probably the defensive line of Frio. May, you know, t- still take a couple of years for her to continue to develop and learn the game and stuff. But she's got a fantastic set of hands coming from that netball background. And, you know, and she's brave and relentless and, and really coachable. So I, I reckon, you know, Trent Cooper's going to get plenty out of her over the next couple of years. Um, as a developing um, key position player. At pick number 66, Sarah Garston of Claremont was picked up by the Fremantle Football Club. At pick number 81 out of the Perth Angels, Janelle Cuthbertson went to Fremantle. And Frio's last pick was pick number 85, where they got an inside mid from Swan Districts in Bianca Webb. Gravesy, what can you tell us about Bianca? Webby, just another young player, just an 18-year-old and so certainly came from some of those players. Some of these players with the, with the new Waffle W system obviously were at other clubs that, that didn't get licences for the new Waffle W. So some of these came to you know Swan Districts late and have developed so well. Um, and it's really impressive to watch. And these kids can, you know, they're just, they're such good young people, but they've got such endeavour and, and uh, you know, put around some quality AFLW players like the players that are at Frio and West Coast, you know, they're really going to boom. Again, Webby will continue to develop over the next couple of seasons, but certainly, you know, he's going to play play some football at Frio in, in 2020 and, and certainly go gangbusters from there. So she was a real revelation of one of the young revelations at Swan Districts in 2019. So I'm quite sure Judd would be stoked to have her uh, not only at Swans, but certainly playing with her at Freo as well. And that concludes our look at how Fremantle went in the AFLW draft. As we continue our look at the AFL Women's Draft of 2019, we turn our attention now to the Geelong Football Club. Now, up until about a month ago, they had hopes of getting the Geelong Falcons uh, captain and best and fairest Lucy McAvoy, but she elected not to nominate for Geelong or the Victoria Wide Pool. Uh, she nominated for Melbourne Metro only, which meant she was out of reach for the Geelong Football Club. So instead, their first pick, pick 11 overall in the national draft, was a father-daughter selection, the daughter of Paul Brown who played 84 games for the Cats. Millie Brown from the Murray Bush Rangers, best described as a midfielder defender. And here's Millie uh, explaining to Cats TV why she chose to nominate for the Geelong Draft Pool. I think probably the girls that are there already really is what drew me over the line. I feel comfortable going there knowing that they're there. Um, and as well, they've just been so supportive of me. The Cats' second selection was pick number 34 in the National Draft and it was Carlton VFLW defender 
Gemma Wright, who also won Carlton's VFLW B and F, and she explained to Catch TV the type of footballer she is. I think for me, I'm sort of a very competitive person. I don't like to lose and sort of coming into the VFLW season, um, we didn't have a very good season, but just every week you go in there and you just do your best for your club, so yeah. With their third pick and pick number 50 overall in the national draft, the Cats selected Nicole Garner, co-captain from the Casey Demons. With pick number 65 in the draft, they went local with the Geelong Falcons under-18 talent Mia Skinner, best described as a tall forward. With their second last pick, they turned their attention to their VFLW list, upgrading to their AFLW squad, Amy McDonald, and then again a pick number 98 off their VFLW list, Madison Maguire was upgraded to being an AFLW footballer. Speaking to Cats TV after the draft, here's recruitment and operations manager at the Cats, Ben Waller, talking about each player and what they bring to the AFLW squad. Millie Brown that went with our first pick, um, had a little bit of certainty around that, obviously she was a father-daughter selection but Millie's had a, an outstanding couple of years with Fit Country, uh, the Murray Bush Rangers and obviously at the back end of this year coming into our, our VFLW program so um, yeah, know the, know the family well and it's, it's just great to have a, a father-daughter selection, someone of uh, Millie's quality at the club. Obviously then our selections, we had a bit of a wait then. Uh, that was probably the, the nervous time uh, in the draft and end up selecting uh, Gemma Wright from the Carlton VFLW program. Uh, Gemma this year won the best and fairest at Carlton as a defender. Uh, we think Gemma's got a bit of uh, versatility in her um, we think she can play in a number of different roles. Uh, it's her first year in a state competition after coming from Keel Law. So, yeah, Gemma at 25, we think, has got a lot of improvement left in her. Uh, Nicole Garner's um, going to come into the program. So, Casey, co-captain, former baseballer. Um, Nicole's missed most of 2018 with injury, uh, but managed to come back into the fold this year and have a, a really good VFLW season uh, with Casey. Um, funny story with Nicole. She actually uh, she came to our very first talent ID day down at Geelong three years ago. So uh, we actually must have missed her on that day, but it's great that eventually she's been able to find her way to the to the Cats. But Nicole obviously gives us a, a bit of more uh, leadership in the program and um, be able to play in a number of different roles. So from that point of view, it's uh, yeah, it's a great one. Really happy to have Mia as part of the club. She, she had an outstanding uh, season with the Geelong Falcons earlier in the year. Was the leading goal kicker in the, the NAB League. Um, missed out on the national championships uh, due to injury. Uh, only got to play the one uh, game with us in the VFLW, but Mayo's a great person, a local from Torquay, um, and we're really excited to have another Geelong Falcon. The Geelong Falcons over the last couple of years have, have done an outstanding job in terms of developing talent, and it's great to, to have her at the, the club. Um, and she's just someone else, I suppose, that adds to the, the forward half of our, our ground, our team, and uh, hopefully you're going to kill a lot of goals for the Cats. Amy and Maddie have uh, both been a great part of the program for a long time now. Um, Amy obviously has played 31 of 32 games in the last two years. Um, this year finished third in our VFLW Best and Fairest and had an outstanding season. Uh, Maddie Maguire, Maddie, probably someone we would have looked at last year to be honest. Um, she just missed a lot of footy throughout the year with injury and illness was a bit unlucky in her first AFLW season to not be not be considered but for her to bounce back this year play every game be our leading goal kicker uh, go forward and really add that pressure forward element to her, her game um, always provides you a contest she's the sort of player we really need in our, our mix so um, uh, really happy to have two really quality people who have been a great part of our program for a while now as part of our AFLW squad
The next club up in our AFL Women's Draft club by club run through is the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, their first pick in the draft came at number 18 after the Lions had already had a number of picks. And they end up going with Serene Watson out of Bond University, a tall defender. And here's Serene talking to draftcentral.com.au at the National Championships about what her strengths are. Probably my rebounding off the halfback because I'm a backline player. So probably just getting the ball out if it comes in. But yeah, that's probably one of my biggest assets. After that, the Suns went shopping around the countryside. Uh, pick number 22, they got a midfielder out of Quimbian, Hannah Dunn. They stayed with the Canberra theme by picking up Alexia Hamilton at pick number 38. Then it was over to South Australia, where the Suns at pick number 42 picked up Brittany Perry out of North Adelaide, a former GWS Giants footballer. And at pick number 57, Cheyenne Hammond out of the South Adelaide Panthers. They'd return to look at local talent by pick number 69, when out of Yoronga, South Brisbane, they would select Dee Heslop, a medium-sized defender. They pick up Dee's Yoronga, South Brisbane teammate in Jade Prigelli at pick number 86. The final pick overall for the Gold Coast Suns was pick number 91 in the national draft, where they got Georgia Brewer out of Coolangatta Tweed, a midfielder. And to tell us a little more about it, again, here's Nicole Graves. Great for Georgia, and obviously one of those one of those tough stories of you know in her draft year and all the talks about them and next minute they're uh, you know they do an ACL and they're out for 12 months so I'm so pleased for Georgia to get her opportunity you know she worked so hard at training from cool and get her you know all season and just you know she was always running and always involved in what was going on and finally got the last game of the season got back to have a to have actually a kick around out in the field that so shows how much dedication it takes you know training basically for almost two years waiting for your chance again to, you know, to get up on the draft list. So, you know, the sons that I know, like he, you know, loves, you know, the young people and all the women with that have got great character and, um, and, and George is one of those. She's really dedicated to her craft. And as I said, really speedy sort of outside winger sort of slash, you know, halfback, half forward, most of them can do that. So be really impressive and, you know, adds even more speed to the Suns teams. We turn our attention now to the GWS Giants and for the AFLW draft, they had exclusive access to the New South Wales ACT pool. That is, if any player nominated for the state of New South Wales or ACT, the GWS Giants got first pick and they could pick them anywhere they wanted in the draft order. That said, if a player was living, for example, in Sydney or Canberra, but selected another state, the GWS Giants couldn't touch them unless they weren't picked up by a club in that particular state, and in which case the Giants could then access them through the free agency period. So they end up picking a player out of the AFL Canberra competition with their first pick in the national draft, pick number four overall, out of the Balconnen Magpies, a tall utility by the name of Maggie Gorham. Now, Maggie also won the competition best and fairest, and we spoke with her captain from the Balconnen Magpies, Amber Allen, about Maggie. Yeah, Mag's got uh, league best and fairest. Uh, she also got player of the player of the year, so that's voted by like, the coaches. So just she's just always got so much time. She's an amazing player and so unselfish. She's always the best, the first one to get the footy, but she's always the first one to share it as well. So really, she's really an exciting player with the way she her vision just across the field is um 
really going to be a massive asset. At pick number 23 in the draft, the GWS Giants picked up Lisa Steen out of Nelson Bay, which is the uh, AFL Newcastle uh, competition. At pick number 29, they end up getting a Victorian, a midfielder defender out of the Darabin Falcons. Annalise Lister will be playing with the Giants come 2020. Pick number 61, they went with Sarah Halvorsen out of Newcastle City, who also played a number of uh, VFLW Invitational matches with the Giants. Uh, pick number 76, Emily Goodsir out of the East Coast Eagles. They continued the East Coast Eagles theme at pick number 90, picking up Georgia Garnett, a midfielder defender. Uh, pick number 95, a player that had been listed and delisted before, but impressed during the VFLW Invitational Series. That is Tate Mackerel, a midfielder forward. And here is our very own Lisa Kiwi Roper talking about Tate Mackerel. Yeah, I think um, with Tate, she's one of those ones where they can only keep a certain number and unfortunately she falls into the other category. So they probably haven't stopped looking at her. And um, credit to her, she did have a solid season for the Giants and, and played really well. At pick number 97, they picked up a former Victorian that played with the GWS Giants but took a step away from the AFLW for a year before finding her love of the game again. Key forward, Rebecca Privatelli. Again, here's Coach Kiwi, Lisa Roper, talking about Beck Privatelli. I think she's had an outstanding season and um, playing in the Giants BFLW side. Um, and she's banged in a lot of goals. She's been very aerial in um, in a forward role in the Sydney competition. And, you know, I think that kind of experience, you know, she's played at the top level before, as well as the way she's really developed. And um, I think at big form, uh, sure, why not look at her? And the GWS Giants rounded off at pick number 99 by picking up Lisa Whiteley out of the UNSW Eastern Suburbs Bulldogs. We turn our attention now to the Melbourne Football Club who had just four picks in this year's AFLW draft. The first coming in at number 54 where they selected Jacqueline Parry out of the AFL Canberra competition. And here's our own Elise Collette telling us a little bit about Jacqueline Parry. Yeah, a few interesting uh, picks there by the days. Um, yeah, I've been talking with a, a few fellow fans this morning and um, one one fan described her as a bit like Tegan Cunningham, but a bit they're more accurate in front of goal. So it'll be interesting to see how they how they work the forward line, the Ds, with those two tall key targets up there, plus Lives' Zanker as well, who's also very tall. At pick number 72, Melbourne picked up Brianna Tarrant out of the East Coast Eagles, a tall defender. And here again is Coach Kiwi, Lisa Roper, talking about Brianna Tarrant. Yes, uh, Coach Brianna a few years ago and... Um even then, she was already ahead of the others at that age level. And, and it was it was hard for me to challenge her enough with the squad that I had. So um, I actually sent her along to the, the giant senior women's academy and sort of said to her, wherever you can, you mark up on fridge. And at whatever moment you can, you try and beat fridge or do better than fridge or anything that fridge is doing because fridge has incredibly high standards when she trains. And I thought that that was just the level that Brianna... Um, needed to be challenged at and um, and naturally I got on the phone to Fridge and said look out for this young kid coming because she thinks that you'll be easy to mark up on at training and um, Fridge was already aware of Brianna and um, and what she was able to do back then so it's exciting to see that she's now you know come of age and probably a, a little bit taller she already had good height 
At pick number 77, the Demons picked up Gabrielle Colvin, a forward out of the Darabin Falcons. And with their final pick at pick number 78, they selected Crystal Petrevsky out of the Calder Cannons. And with a little on her is Nicole Graves. Crystal's a Western Australian girl, I guess, originally Halls Creek, so up in the Kimberley. So one of our remote um, girls. Now, obviously, she spent a lot of time down in Melbourne with her schooling and um, played, you know, club footy and, and um, nab league footy with the Calder Cannons um, over the you know past uh, over the past twelve months. But she's a ripper, as in, you know, got all those tricks of our, you know, our all those beautiful tricks of our um, that we come to expect from our Indigenous um, players. But you know, also just a really good character. She's always up for laughs. She'll really consolidate consolidate a group of people. So I think you know, again, you know, that she's. Again, I've had some words with her this afternoon and she is just so excited and just so humbled about everyone that, you know, supported her to get her there. And and she couldn't actually believe it. I don't think she thought, yeah, many of the players we're talking about have obviously been spoken to by plenty of AFL clubs, but Crystal was one that was really, really quite shocked. So, yeah, it was really it was really cute to speak, you know, to, um, again, have some messages back and forth with her this afternoon. Um, and, I, listen, I just think she's an absolute ripper. And certainly, you know, I'd be, uh, I would have been telling plenty of clubs that she's she's one that, you know, should be on a list. And <clears throat> I thought it may happen next year for her, but I'm so glad it happened this year for her because, again, the club that has, uh, you know, Melbourne's got her. So they've obviously um, <clears throat> spent some time, you know, doing their homework and Melbourne only didn't only, only had a couple of picks. So that shows you know, how much they rated her. So I'm just really stoked for her. And again, having some wonderful, you know, Aboriginal players join the AFLW um, this year as well, just bolsters that list and really encourages, you know, young, our young Indigenous girls around Australia to, to really give it a go because, you know, it, the game is, is theirs for the taking. To the North Melbourne Tasmanian Kangaroos. Their first pick in the 2019 AFL Women's Draft came at pick number 10. And they went with a senior listed footballer from the Western Bulldogs VFLW list and inside midfielder Ali Gavalis. We spoke with Ali's VFLW coach, the Western Bulldogs, Sean Kavanagh, earlier in the year about what Ali brought to the game. Look, Ali's come from uh, from the amateurs this year. And, you know, she was an excitement machine. I mentioned her in the pre-season uh, preview as well. And she's got better and better. She's had the AFL girls working around uh, within that group and she's really holding her own. And she knows she's got different areas to continue to work on, but she finds the footy, she's dynamic, she's willing to learn and, and you know, put in those extras that need to, to be put into place to, to really round out her game. So we're really excited for her at the back end of the year and hopefully... Um, Draft-wise, it would be fantastic if she gets an opportunity somewhere. With their second pick, the North Melbourne Tasmanian Kangaroos selected Sarah Wright, a forward off the Carlton VFLW list. Then at pick number 49, their third pick in the draft, the North Melbourne Tasmanian Kangaroos went with their first of two Tasmanians. This is Mia King out of Launceston, an inside midfielder. She ended up being the best player at the AFLW Under-18 Championships for the Eastern Allies. And uh, a day after those championships, 
championships. Again, we caught up with Matthew Cox, our lead play-by-play -play caller, to ask Coxie what he saw of Mia King, including uh, when he had to call her injury that occurred in that final game of the championships. She still ended up being the leading possession getter on the ground that game despite missing the final turn. That's how much of an influence that she had. And even though yesterday she was good, Monday and Tuesday again were games where she probably stood out more um, just around the contest. She, she was able to get the ball again, played by foot, played by hand, um, kept the Eastern Allies in it in the opening two games. Um, a really solid player. And I noticed that Scott Gowans was up on the Gold Coast and keeping a very close eye on not only Mia King, but the entire Eastern Allies side, given that connection with Tasmania. And here is Mia speaking to draftcentral.com.au, describing the footballer that she is. Um, so obviously I'm a midfielder, so I like to just attack the ball, get the footy. Yeah, I just, I'm a hunter, I guess. I reckon my skill development definitely still needs improving and I'm trying to um, keep working on my kicking. Um, yeah, so I can just working on the skills. And obviously I was a bit sick, um, at the start of the year so my fitness isn't really where I want it to be but I'm just working on that to get it up. And, and obviously the growth of uh, women's footy in Tasmania the last couple of years has really grown. How, what's it been like being a part of that? Yeah no it's so exciting so obviously there wasn't a pathway for like any kids and now um, we've got an affiliation with North Melbourne. Um, we're getting home games down at UTAS and North Melbourne and it's just really exciting to see um, and the younger girls in Tasmania that there is an op opportunity for AFLW at an elite level. At pick number 64, the North Melbourne Tasmanian Kangaroos selected Tani Nesta, a defender from the Melbourne University VFLW list, originally from the Eastern Devils. And with their final pick, pick number 79 overall in the national draft, the Kangaroos went with another Tasmanian, another player out of Launceston in Abby Green. And we actually caught up with Abby around about a month or so ago, and we asked Abby what the experience was like playing for North Melbourne's VFLW affiliate, Melbourne University, when she played played one game for them against the Western Bulldogs in wet conditions in Melbourne. Um, it was nice to uh, see where you stand against the VFL girls. Um, the competition was a, was obviously tough. You have the Western Bulldogs girls who um, are a very physical team. Um, but it was good to be in that playing environment, knowing where you stand. And it was good to get a few touches. Um, my game review wasn't too bad. I was happy with, uh, with how I played. And um, I thought it was a good outcome at the end of the day. To the Richmond Football Club, and they were going to be busy with 13 selections in the 2019 AFL Women's Draft. Their first selection coming in at pick number seven overall. Uh, that was Sophie Molan out of the Greater Western Victorian Rebels. She's a tall utility. She actually spent some time playing with the Western Bulldogs in the VFLW competition, including in their grand final loss to Collingwood. And uh, Sophie spoke to the Tigers' website after the draft about the invaluable experience getting in those few games in VFL women's football. Yeah, it definitely taught me a lot, especially like the bigger bodies and how fast the game is compared to under 18. So it was definitely a learning curve and I'm really, you know, appreciative of the Bulldogs for letting me have that opportunity. At pick number 25, the Tigers picked up Laura McClellan. She is a medium-sized utility out of the Eastern Ranges. Then with pick number 31, they picked up Sophie Molan's uh, Greater Western Victorian Rebels teammate, Ella Wood, a small utility who also played with the West and Bulldogs uh, later in the VFLW season. With pick number 40, they picked up Sarah Sansonetti out of the Northern Knights. She's a tall defender. And here's Gracie with a little more on Sarah Sansonetti. Yeah, Sarah's another one of those Knights kids. They're just such good characters. These girls, you know, are so respectful and just so 
um, humbling to talk to and, and be around. You know, again, she was one of the ones that was uh, one of those, um, I guess, uh, what is the academy players? It was at Carlton's AFLW group um, that joined our group for you know a month or so before the season last year. So and again, just a wonderful young player. She's got some height in her as well, and, and really staunch sort of, um, you know, defender just doesn't let too much get away from her. But again, these girls are so versatile. You know, she could kick goals if need be, depending on what what each club sort of sees for her. But yeah, Sarah, again, along with those, those NAB League girls, they really are, you know, um, in such good um, form in terms of the program that they come from. So they're ready-made. You know, AFLW players, they know what strength and condition is. They know how to do their gym work. You know, they, they understand what it takes to get up there. So, you know, next step for them. But I think, um, you know, again, Sarah is one of those players that will certainly be playing plenty of football for the Tigers in 2020. At pick number 43, the Tigers picked up a former AFLW footballer with Collingwood, Holly Whitford. She is a midfielder forward. Uh, throughout 2019, she played in the VFLW with Melbourne University. And here's her mugger's assistant coach, Lauren Moorcraft, talking about Holly Whitford. Holly Whitford, I think, has been outstanding and should hopefully pick up a place on an AFL list. And we'd love to have her at North Melbourne. And players like that really complement like your midfield and your forward group particularly. At pick number 55, the Tigers went with Nicaela Butler out of the Greater Western Victorian Rebels. She is a defender. Then at pick number 58, they went with a key forward, Cleo Saxon-Jones out of the Western Jets, who also played a couple of games with Melbourne University in the VFLW. Again, here is Lauren Moorcroft. Cleo Saxon has probably had just about three or four games with us now, having the academy breaks and then nationals as well in there. You'll see her. We know what she can really do. She's a big frame for her size. Um, I'd really like to see her clunk it and take a few marks at centre-half forward. Then we pick number 71. The Tigers picked up Laura Bailey off their VFLW list. She is a former Western Bulldogs footballer, a medium-sized defender. At pick number 73, the Tigers went with Emma Horn off their VFLW list. She is a midfielder. Then at pick number 84, they picked up another player off their VFLW list in Kate Dempsey. At pick number 87, they picked up Ciara Fitzgerald from the Northern Knights. With pick number 93, they went with Emily Harley, a forward from the Oakley Chargers. And here again is Elise Collette, who believes Emily Harley is a steal at pick number 93. Yeah, that is a massive steal from Richmond. She, unfortunately, she did her shoulder twice this year. So she, as far as I'm aware, didn't play at the spell level at all. But she's an absolute talent. Can play both ends of the ground. She's got a, a massive kick on her. And then with Richmond's final selection in the AFLW draft of 2019, pick number 96 overall, one that raised a few eyebrows where the recruiting manager picked herself. Lauren Tessariero uh, was originally from the Collingwood Football Club. She's now a recruiter and was on the Richmond VFLW list, did a knee injury uh, throughout the 2019 season, but she says she's going to play through without an ACL. So there you are, a midfielder for the Richmond Tigers, their own recruiting manager, Lauren Tessariero at pick 96. Been playing for a while Sweet kicks Footy makes you smile Sweet kicks football If you're getting ready for the trials Gotta go the extra mile Sweet kicks football Not always hearing that sweet sound when you kick the ball? 
need to develop your footwork or explosive speed. Want to take the next step in your footy career? Then you need Sweet Kicks. More info on our Facebook page or go to our website, sweetkicksfootballacademy.com.au. Gotta go the extra mile. Sweet Kicks Football. You're listening to Women's Australian Rules Football on RSN 927's digital radio channel in Melbourne, Carnival, via the RSN Racing and Sport app and rsn.net.au. I'm Peter Holden. Thanks for your company. We're looking at the AFLW draft club by club. We now go to the St Kilda Football Club. And their first pick was at pick number five, where they picked up from the Calder Cannons and midfielder forward in Georgia, Patrikios. Now, Matthew Cox was there up on the Gold Coast calling the AFLW under-18 national championships and a day after that final game of the championships he gave his views then on Georgia Patrikios. A real classy outside midfielder every time the ball went in within about 15 metres of her she had an influence on the contest usually end up with a footy had time and space to be able to execute to perfection Um, she was a little quiet in the game on Friday for Vic Metro but Monday at Metropolitan Stadium and Wednesday at Southport, she was dynamite. She was best on ground uh, there or thereabouts in my eyes uh, in those opening two games. And deal the deal, not only winning Vic Metro's MVP, but also the championship's MVP as well. Georgia would end up playing a few VFLW games with Essendon and help them to a handful of victories. We again got on the line from draftcentral.com.au, their editor and Peter Williams. Peter, your reaction at Patrikios going at number five in the national draft, three out of the Victorians. Yeah, well, she's going to provide that extra touch of class, the speed and agility on the outside. She uses the ball well. She's just a creator. She's a playmaker, if you like, in the, in the forward half. She not only... Um, sets up goals for the teammates, but she opens up space by drawing opponents and just opening up angles that very few players can. So, I mean, realistically, she had every right to potentially be a number one pick herself, but um, to, to get her down there at the third pick or the pick five is, is really great for St Kilda, and she'll certainly be a, a really valuable commodity um, for that side, just providing that extra outside run in class. St Kilda's second pick, pick number 24 overall in the draft, was out of the Hawthorne Football Club. Rosie Dillon, an inside midfielder, and we caught up with her former Hawthorne coach and now assistant coach at the Saints in Paddy Hill a number of months ago to talk about Rosie's then form in the VFLW and hopes of her being selected into the AFLW. I think Rosie Dillon's been outstanding this year. I think she's uh, number one or two for clearances. Um, you know, we lost Emma Mackey at the start of the year um, to, to St Kilda and uh, we really needed someone's going to win the hardball and, and use it really well out of it coming out of stoppage and she's been that and more and she kicks goals she covers the ground really well at pick number 27 St Kilda picked up Oakley Chargers small utility Nicola Zenos who also played a number of VFLW games for the Collingwood Football Club including their grand final victory over the Western Bulldogs. Here's Nicola speaking to Kate McCarthy of the Saints for the uh, Saints website about what she brings to the St Kilda AFLW list. Um, I think I'll bring my speed um, and my step and the, my physical pressure as well around the ball. And I think I will play across halfback or through the wings. At pick number 30, the Saints picked up a tall utility out of the Queensland Australian Football League women's competition, Cooperoo's Tani White. With pick number 33, they selected a key forward 
forward, Tamara Luke, out of Hawthorne's VFLW list. Here is Tamara speaking to the Saints website about what she brings to the team. Um, probably my strength. I'm quite a big build, so yeah, hopefully can just utilise that with the team and um, yeah, see what I can do out there. At pick number 41, the Saints picked up South Australian Hannah Priest from Norwood in the SANFLW competition. Here's Hannah speaking to the Saints website about what she brings to the St Kilda AFLW squad. Um, a range of places, but generally through the middle, um, across half back, and um, probably my endurance. Um, and I was previously a netballer, so probably more so um, my hands. Now, St Kilda passed at pick number 63, and at time of recording, that allowed them one free agent that they could sign from anywhere across Australia. We now turn our attention to the West Coast Eagles and their first pick in the 2019 AFLW draft came in at pick number 19. A pick that surprised a lot of people. A midfielder forward out of Swan District's 22-year-old Amara Cameron. Again, here is former Swan District's coach Nicole Graves giving us some insight into Amara Cameron. Yeah, listen, uh, Amara, Amara, she's fondly known, is a fantastic um, Aboriginal talent. Um, yeah, Noongar girl over there. And, and actually, Pete, you know, we took her away to America a couple of years ago um, when we took the Aussie Sparks tour. And, and I think that reinvigorated her. And just, you know, it's, you know, we talk about, you know, you can't be what you can't see. And certainly her spending time, you know, with the likes of, um, you know, Cara Donnell and, or now Antonio, I should say, um, and the likes just really made her see that she could she could be that. She had all the tricks and skills. She just had to dedicate herself to the game. And coming across from um, uh, from the Perth Footy Club to Swan Districts in the 2019 season to play Waffle W just changed. You know the way that she goes about her football. Put her in a you know an elite sort of program at Swan Districts with you know, good strength and conditioning and running coaches and stuff down there and obviously Juddy coaching them in a way you know that w- would be would replicate AFLW level you know Amara just went from strength to strength and watching her obviously I pay a lot of attention to what's going on at Swans um, since leaving there last year and watching you know most of their games over the stream you know Amara's just been so impressive and I'm just so so stoked for her and her family you know, she really worked hard and it just shows if you're prepared to work hard, you know, what the rewards you can get. And I think she'll be a wonderful role model for the young Indigenous girls, you know, all around Australia, but particularly in WA, uh, where she's got obviously a very large family that they're very often coming down and, and watching us play. And obviously at the uh, Eagles, where a lot of her family members um, are playing uh, in the men's team there. So I think it's a really good fit. Mara. With pick number 39, the West Coast Eagles selected Sophie McDonald out of Claremont. The crew from draftcentral.com.au caught up with Sophie at the AFLW Under-18 National Championships and asked what she brings to the game. My footy IQ and knowledge of the game, coming from hockey, being able to transition easily in terms of knowing tactics and being able to adapt to different situations and uh, probably my height and my speed and just being able to create a contest in the air. With pick number 56 in the AFL Women's Draft, the Eagles selected Tani Tester out of the Subiaco Football Club. Now, Tani actually had to make the move from New South Wales, from Broken Hill across to WA to try and enhance her football career. Here's Tani explaining that story. Yeah, so I moved over in um, November 2016. Um, It was actually Jan Cooper that invited me over after doing the talent search in 2016 and not being successful then. Um, She invited me over to do the Talent Academy at the time. Um, 
I was carrying a bit more weight back then, so unfortunately nothing came of that. Um, so I've come over and yeah, really just settled into the WA football lifestyle now. We're pick number 70. The Eagles selected Catherine Orm out of Claremont. Now, Catherine was already with the Eagles as an employee. In fact, as she told the press after the AFLW draft, she'd been involved in the industry in a number of years, but only took up playing the game in 2018. Uh, well, I've worked in AFL for six seasons, so I guess I've been immersed in the football world, but... Um yeah, there, there were some parts of the game that came naturally and some parts that were really difficult. So um, the running and the skills, they're probably not um, too, too bridge, uh, far a bridge to cross, but uh, the contested work, that's probably where I really um, had, to, had, to, had to put my foot down, I guess, to work hard. With pick number 92, the Eagles uh, picked up a former AFLW-listed player with Adelaide and Melbourne, that being Talia Radden, who spent her 2019 winter with Hawthorne in the VFLW. She is a key defender. And they finished up the Eagles with pick number 101, another key defender, Chantella Pereira. That name will ring a bell, a four-time WNBL champion. And, of course, the 2018 Lisa Hardiman medalist for best on ground in Hawthorne's premiership over Geelong last year. Here is Elise Collette talking about Chantella Pereira. This is a classic case of finally being rewarded for effort. We've been talking her up for years about how talented she is and why she hasn't been picked up on the list and we've had our theories and yeah she's, she's finally got her opportunity and yeah, no doubt we'll make the most of it. And finally, we end with the Western Bulldogs. They had pick number one in the 2019 AFL Women's Draft. Were they going to select Patrikios? Were they going to select McAvoy? No, they went with a tall utility from the Northern Knights, Gabby Newton. Now, here is Matthew Cox, our lead caller, talking about Gabby Newton after just seeing her at the AFLW under-18 national championships on the Gold Coast. She played defence on Monday forward on Wednesday and was in the midfield yesterday um, and can do it all again. She, she's an incredibly versatile player and as I said earlier, I wouldn't be surprised if she could go number one just based on her, her ability to go anywhere on the ground and make an impact. Also, here's some thoughts on Gabby Newton from DraftCentral.com.au's Peter Williams. Yeah, there was there was a bit of uh, groundswell over the last 24 hours uh, here in Melbourne that Gabby Newton was going to be the pick. It was believed that they were picking out a Newton and McAvoy, the dogs. And um, we thought it probably a couple of weeks ago it was going to be McAvoy. And then, um, yeah, the last 24 hours I was hearing from plenty of places that it sounded like it was going to be Newton and then uh, Carlton were going to pounce on McAvoy and then Patricio would be left to St Kilda, so, um, which is how it panned out in the end. So uh, quite interesting selection, but with those top three, you can't really go wrong regardless of who you pick. And some further thoughts on Gabby Newton from the Gold Graves. Yeah, it's fantastic. And Gabby, like most people speak about Gabby, she's such a fantastic young person. You know, she's got a wonderful character. She's a great leader. You know, she's a really, really nice kid, so it makes it really easy to have her at your footy club, and she's going to fit in beautifully at the Bulldogs, and you know, really good size, which will add, you know, it will add size to that sort of, I guess, you know, losing that sort of Katie Brennan sort of body shape. That's definitely, you know, Gab Newton, and she's, you know, certainly got the agility to play anywhere over the field. So I think, you know, Bulldogs would be stoked to get her, and it's a really good fit for their football club. You heard from the experts. Let's hear from the woman herself. Here's Gabby Newton speaking to the press after being announced as the number one pick in the AFLW draft of 2019. 
Oh, it's absolutely crazy. I just can't believe this day is finally coming. I'm so honoured to be part of the Western Bulldogs. Did you have any inkling that you might go one? Um, I was hoping, but I wasn't sure. I mean, people can say a lot of things, but until the day, you really don't know. So. How's all this go for you? All the attention, the cameras and all that sort of stuff. A bit of a whirlwind, <laughs> I'd imagine. Yeah, it is a bit of a whirlwind. It's pretty confronting, but um, I think we got exposure to it early, so it's yeah, it's exciting. So take us through your, your footy um, journey. When did you start playing? Um, I started playing Auskick age, so six or seven, and then I played with the boys until under-13s when I aged out and then had a couple years off um, and then started with the Knights when that TAC program started up. Sorry? Oh, I think so, yeah, because it just made me realise how much I love football and it just made me that more passionate to get back, so I think it was the best thing for me. Definitely a better footballer, <laughs> definitely, yeah. So what standard of basketball have you reached? Um, I've represented Vic Metro, um, yeah, a couple times, so... Is there a choice to be made there? Um, the choice has been made, yeah. Footy's the choice and that's the focus for now, so... Have you had much to do with Nathan Burke at all previously? Yeah, so at Metro I got to have him as my coach, so um, I guess having him there has just made me feel that much more comfortable and excited to go into the team. We've got a whole lot of new faces at the Dogs at, uh, as well, I guess, given they had such a strong draft and um, that must be exciting to, to come through with a big group at the one time. It's so exciting. Two of my best friends, Nelmore Stolton and Izzy Grant, are both there, so I just can't believe it and I'm so excited. Um, I feel I play my best footy in the mid, but I'll play anywhere that is required of me. No, they haven't yet. Um, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I'm not sure. I feel like we could fit well together in the forward, um, but hopefully I get to push into the mid a little bit. Um, my whole family, so mum, dad, my older brother, Liam, my older brother, I meant my older sister, Keely, and my younger sister, Ali. How are they? Oh, they're so excited, yeah. It's been, as I said, such a long lead up. So for them, having me like so stressed out all the time, and um, I guess it's good for them that I'm finally drafted because I won't be so annoying to be around now. So you've been pretty, you've been pretty worried and pretty stressed in the last few weeks, have you? How has that manifested? How have you been around the house? A little grumpy at times, not gonna lie, but um, yeah, it's just such an exciting time to finally be here. Are you studying? Yeah, I'm in year 12 yeah. at the moment. So, could be done. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit busy at the moment, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I've always played both sports on top of my schooling, so I'm kind of used to always being on the go. So um, my school was so supportive this year and made it a lot easier for me to get all my studies done. So I've just been really lucky, but at times it does get pretty hard. So to the rest of the Bulldogs draft picks, their second pick, number six overall in the national draft, was Nell Morris Dalton, a tall forward from the Northern Knights. It was actually a bit of a surprise that Nell went that early in the draft. Here's some thoughts from the Cole Graves. Yeah, Nell's uh, an interesting one. I think Nell got better as the season went on. You know, obviously, she's a big body forward. Um, she's really tough at the contest. She's you know, you know he's, has been really consistent in that later part of the year, and and you know when she obviously her state tournament was excellent with the 18s, but you know when she um, you know when she went to Darabin, she really helped set them up that latter part of their their season. So you know so again, she's another ready-made 
draftee in that top group that will certainly be playing a heap of footy and certainly, you know, bolster the forward line of the Bulldogs if that's where they choose to play. But she could also be a really good big body midfielder, you know, the Bree Davy type that just you know, pushes them, pushes them out of her way and off she goes about her business. So, you know, Nell is, is an excellent player. And all those girls from, um, you know, the Nablee, particularly, you know, obviously the, the Knights girls that had a little bit to do with us at Carlton, you know, last AFLW season as, as those extra, you know, 17-year-olds, you know, they're all quality, quality people. At pick number eight, the Western Bulldogs' third pick, it was Gemma Lagoya, a small utility out of the Oakley Chargers. And, of course, she played VFLW in 2019 with Collingwood, including winning a premiership over the Western Bulldogs, who she'll now play for. Here's some thoughts on Gemma Lagoya. First of all, from Collingwood Development Manager Lachlan Harris. Just really good by foot, Gem. Uh, has this you know, inept ability just to read the footy over the back and get to the fall of the ball. She seems to be at the right place at the right time, so really excited. And some thoughts on Gemma from Blackburn teammate and our own Elise Collette. Yeah, I have to agree. I was definitely expecting her to be probably top five at least, but still not surprised that um, she was still top ten. Absolute superstar. Um, her speed, her, her ball skills as well. She's been showing up for Collingwood in the VFL for the last however many weeks now. And yeah, the Bulldogs have uh, picked up um, Quite a talent. The Bulldogs' fourth pick, pick number nine overall, was Elizabeth Georgia Stathis out of the Western Jets, a midfielder defender. Uh, Elizabeth, of course, played for the Western Bulldogs on their VFLW program throughout 2019, including in their grand final, where they were runners up to Collingwood. The Bulldogs then had to wait to pick number 47, where they used their father daughter selection out of the Spotswood Football Club. The forward midfielder, Isabella Grant, daughter of Bulldogs legend in Chris Grant and they both spoke to the media after the draft. Congratulations. Oh, thank you very much. Very, very excited. Very, very excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't really have any you words. nervous sort of coming in or did you, you sort of must have known what was happening, I suppose? Um, I think, yeah, it was more excitement. A bit nervous to find out who, who the new teammates would be, but yeah, really happy for everyone that is coming to Doggies and super excited to get into it, yeah. Chris, how proud of you? Are you? Oh, very proud. Yeah, no, it's, it's been a, a great uh, journey uh, for Isabella playing footy. And Mel and I were when she started playing four years ago. Well, I was anyway. I'm not so sure. <laughs> Mum was happy that we transitioned into the footy. But no, absolutely wrapped. Um, and as I've said a couple of times, sort of leading up to today, the, the girls getting this opportunity is incredible. And to have a daughter get the opportunity, it is just amazing. I'm sure, you know, Paul Brown and um, you know, Millie's family are, are feeling the same today. Well, particularly to, to continue, not just play footy, but at the same pub as well. I mean, and considering you're still involved there, yeah, there's all of that. There's all those sort of little uh, sort of side aspects to it all that it, um, sort of add a little bit to it. But um, I think that's a, a really nice thing uh, within our industry that we do give um, an opportunity in the initial stages of a uh, career of a male or a female footballer, but uh, they get to follow in those footsteps. Um, there's been so many great um, uh, stories with uh, with father sons, and to have obviously Abby McKay uh, last year. Um, Andrew's daughter um, get the first opportunity in the women's space and now uh, with Izzy and, and Millie it is it's a tremendous story so it's it'd be nice to see her in the Bulldog colours um, 
Uh, she's got a lot of work to do uh, in front of her, though. You touched on Mum's response. So did you have, take a bit of convincing when you initially started playing footy? Or um, I think she was more so nervous about the injury sort of side of it. So if I just showed her that I could really like strengthen myself up and do all my um, exercises and stuff, I, I promised her that I would be fine. I think she's still a little bit nervous. I think that's a mum sort of thing. Your daughter playing a game that's so dangerous. But yeah, now she's just yeah, she loves it that I play. And, yeah. So when did you get serious about your footy? Um, oh, good question. I think I think I've always sort of felt the same, just having that dream of, of playing AFLW. I feel like I've been pretty, um, I guess, professional with my like diet and stuff for quite a while now. So I think um, that dream's sort of always been there. And yeah. yeah. And what number were you drafted? Sorry, I don't know. You know. Oh, yeah, so pick, pick 47, 47 is the selection yeah. we use in the national draft. Before you've got yeah. dad covered there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by, by, by double. <laughs> is, there any, uh, is there any, I guess, pressure involved, I guess, having your old man involved in the footy club and being such a great player for the footy club, do you think? Um, I think I initially felt a little bit, but I think now knowing that the club that I'm going to is so supportive and I know that you're going to be supportive of whatever I do and so I think that having family and friends around that um, just appreciate me for me and having that as my backbone has really helped so yeah not really as much anymore I'm just really excited you got a few mates <laughs> great. I'm not sure honestly I, I'm so stoked to even be part of the team so I couldn't care less <laughs> Thanks. I, just, okay. I was going to say one, yeah. one more just on, uh, I guess, your, your development and that sort of thing. Yeah. Often hard to take advice from your parents, I know, at different times. <laughs> to say the least, yep. Has that been the case with you? I mean, he's obviously got a wealth of advice, but is it hard to take sometimes? Um, sometimes. I feel, I feel like you sort of just tried to be my dad um, with footy and stuff, so I usually get advice from like coaches and stuff like that, and I really appreciate that you've taken a step back and sort of given me the opportunity to just um, make the most of all of the other people I have around me, so yeah. I keep, keep waiting for I the questions that don't come. So <laughs> we drive drive home after a game. And is she going to ask you any questions about today's game? And they don't come. So you know, she's got plenty of support around her and yeah. lots of advice. So yeah, it's nice just being able to be her dad. We're pick number 48 in the national draft. The Western Bulldogs selected Northern Knights midfielder forward Brittany Gutnick. First of all, here's some thoughts on Brittany from former Carlton VFLW coach in Shannon McFerrin. She's been working really, really hard at training and obviously played in the championships and had a, a few games there as well. So quite a lead in terms of her skills and um, the way that she finds her footy and really strong mark overhead. And also some thoughts on Brittany Gutnick from our very own Nicole Graves. Yeah, I love Brit. Uh, Brit's actually, you know, not not that I ever play favourites, but out of <clears throat> certainly out of those um, uh, those Knights girls, you know, I had plenty of favourites at Knights girls, I must say. But yeah, Brit was just great, and always that cheeky smile. And and listen, she's a really, really good player. And and I reckon, you know, the Bulldogs got you know, got an absolute bargain with her at forty eight. I reckon she's an absolute ripper. And again, can play through the midfield play half-back, half-forward. She's really that running type. She's brave. You know, she's really relentless. And again, we talk about the, the quality characters <clears throat> that this NAB League, you know, puts out. Um, you know, she's another one of those excellent players. And, you know, I'm quite sure, you know, plenty of the clubs would be disappointed they didn't get her. But for the dogs to get her um, at 48 was, you know, was an absolute bonus for them. With pick number 62, the Western Bulldogs selected Amelia Van Osterwick out of the Oakley Chargers. She is a forward. And with pick number 88, the Western Bulldogs elected to pass. At time of recording, that meant one spot was available on their primary list to pick up a free agent from anywhere across Australia.
Now that just about concludes our look at the 2019 AFL Women's Draft Club by Club. Before we go, I've got back on the line Peter Williams from draftcentral.com.au. If you want in-depth detail about all the footballers taken in the draft, they are the experts, draftcentral.com.au. And Peter, if people head over to your website now, what can they expect to see in post-AFLW draft coverage? Yeah, well, certainly we, we interviewed a number of the top 10 girls that were uh, up for media, so we'll have some uh, articles following up from that. We've got over 80 um, of the AFL women's under-18 features already on the site, which um, people can browse, as, as well as obviously um, any draft content, um, you know, reviews of the draft, just um, recovering about who each team picked. Uh, all that kind of information and covering, just recapping the whole draft as a whole and um, obviously preparing for the next season as, as clubs will start to um, get back to pre-season training and get underway and uh, get stuck in for 2020. And, of course, you've also got your own separate podcast series. Yeah, certainly. Uh, the final Siren podcast will be recapping the draft and just running through how it all went down. And, um, yeah, lo- looking forward to sort of maybe ahead at the AFLW uh, 2020 season, just going team by team, checking out who, uh, who's come in, who's gone out and where they might sit for next year. Uh, so it'll be quite an interesting time. It might be sort of the end of a season, the off season for the, for the women's, but certainly, um, there's plenty still to, to come around. And we've got a lot of bottom age features. Those girls who aren't draftable till next year, they'll also uh, pop up on the site over the summer. So that'll be uh, plenty of content to check out. And thanks again to Peter for not only helping us in today's episode, but obviously for draftcentral.com.au's collaboration with us as part of the AFLW Draft Insight Series. If you want to listen back to them, just go to wafradio.com or wherever you find good podcasts and search for Women's Australian Rules Football Radio, episodes 37. 38 and 40 for the 2019 season. You can listen back to our preview of the AFLW draft and see if we got it right or got it wrong. We've got one more episode to go for 2019. That's coming up on Wednesday, October 30th. It will air, first of all, at 6pm Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time on RSN Carnival Digital Radio in Melbourne, then be available as a podcast via iHeartRadio app, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. When you search for Women's Australian Rules Football Radio in that final episode. We'll be catching up with Adelaide Crows AFLW co-captain Erin Phillips. We spoke to her at the USAFL Nationals in Florida. We'll have more interviews as well from the USAFL Nationals that was played about a week and a half ago. And as well, we hope to catch up with Michael Curran from AFL Island Women's to talk about the 18 Irish women that will be playing in the AFLW, as well as the Irish Banshees winning the AFL European Championship. So look out for that final episode next week. That'll be episode 42 for the year. We'll then be taking a well-earned break and and be returning in January 2020. I'm Peter Holden. Before I go, don't forget to check out our website, warfradio.com, or search for WARF Radio on Twitter and Facebook. Until next week, it's bye for now.